Welcome. Welcome to the Spiritual Curiosity Podcast with me and you and me being Paloma and me being Haley and you being you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you so much for starting to listen to our podcast. Yeah. This is the very first one. First one. And... If you can't feel it through whatever mechanism you're listening right feel now, it. we are excited. We're nervous. Yeah. <laughs> we, but we're mostly excited. Mostly. A little, yeah. bit, a little bit nervous. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but um, we're going to have fun. In this episode, we're going to talk about why are we here? Mm-hmm. What's the intention behind all of this? Because as we know, we're in the age of podcast. You know, so everybody and their mother's got a podcast. In fact, there's a podcast called Your Mom's House. <gasps> I know. So the intention behind this podcast is, um, let's just get into it with okay. the history of us, okay, and what brought us here to this day. So Haley and I met um, at a location that we will not disclose the location in the location of where we live. And we worked together <laughs> and um, this job, none of, we, we stayed there for a little bit, but we now don't, neither of us work there anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we were still working there. Um, and we both had a really, I just, yeah, just an interest in metaphysics, mm-hmm. spirituality, mm-hmm. witchiness. And I think we both are kind of witchy like even in the way that we dress we're both kind of into witchy you know <laughs> you know i think you look a lot more witchy than i do on a regular I, basis. no i think you look more witchy are you kidding me you're like you're like alt model like alt alternative instagram model to me i'm wearing a hoodie right now just so everyone knows and i'm wearing the sweater <laughs> but just like picture it <laughs> just picture <clears throat> well especially like in new orleans mm. like i felt like your fashion was just like so matching the vibe there Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I was and, really stressed out getting my wardrobe together for that trip. I can imagine. Same. It, it was like you, you go to New Orleans. This was my first time ever being in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I had to make the vibes perfect. Had to be witchy. Yes. So. Um, That's really what. Yeah. At least that trip changed everything for me was that trip. Being in New Orleans and experiencing there's a different energy there it's a historic town with you have people who are vampires yeah you have people there that are witches you have people there that just are there for the music and it was all of that energy like being there and walking those streets and you know reading these stories and, and learning all about the, the history there that really kind of awoke and awoke? Awoked. Awoked. All right. <laughs> Awoked. The, <laughs> the, um, almost like this, this realization that it, like a rebirth in a way of how is this something that I've missed my entire life up until this point the yeah yeah, it was I mean um my husband and I we went to the um historical medicine museum or something along those lines and immediately stepping in you see the jars and jars and jars full of herbs and spices and all those different kind of concoctions on the walls and just it was, I'm like, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I told him I want our house to look like this. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. Like, it definitely has that apothecary vibe, your, your home. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. No, it's, it's got, for the, for the listeners, there's plenty of plants. <laughs> um, there's like your propagation sort of um, jars. And so I definitely think it looks that way. And it, it makes you have this question i like the way that you brought it up of it a walked part of you because 
because it's to a certain degree i just imagine that both of us kind of from a very young age had this interest um in going beyond in the sort of um, mysterious things in life and in this universe and so it wasn't like it was suddenly a new interest but it was maybe just kind of asleep for a little bit um and yeah, that trip was definitely incredible. We went to we went to New Orleans with our work that we were at at the time. And um, part of that trip was that they wanted us to just explore New Orleans. They called it a business trip, but it really wasn't a business trip like whatsoever. <laughs> it was, I mean, I love saying research and development now. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, but if that's not just life... Yeah. Then I don't know what is because I, I feel like no matter the reasons behind going anywhere or doing anything, it may start as team building activity, business trip, what have you. But it's we can all take things away from from every new place that we're going and every person that we're meeting. I feel like life is just a bunch of research and development. It's true. It develops us. It really does. I mean. I think working jobs for a big portion of my life that were sort of, you know, regular economic class type jobs, um, especially service industry is just the worst of the worst. And that's what we were working at at the time. So a lot of service industry jobs don't have research and development. It's very much feels robotic. Um, and it just feels like, just get the job done. So the fact that our previous job valued that, even though it was a lot of fun and it in the research and development was was literally just going out to eat every night and going to different music clubs and historic sites. But there was some value in it and it definitely did open my eyes and um about a lot of things. And when we were there, you could just feel the energy of all the history. Um but also just the the magic that it holds. And a lot of that magic does come from the history from a place like New Orleans. Uh, but it was so cool to feel, to me, it felt like home almost. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt so comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes back to just having this part of you that's asleep. And then when you go to these places, it just, it's so like nourishing, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And it was... That trip that I remember, as soon as we got back, we, both you and I, just, like, had had some wine, had some drinks, and I really, it was nerve-wracking because I, as everyone listening will, will start understanding, is I am still very much new to this. Paloma is very much... I'm like, I'm the, what is the term? You're like a Jedi. I'm like a Padawan. Oh my God. <laughs> my nerdy side's going to come out a little bit. I love it. Yep. We're just, we're, we're doing it. So I'm like the Padawan in the spiritual realm and on my spiritual journey. And I didn't start feeling more comfortable asking questions and talking about it on a regular basis until I started talking to you about it. Really? Really? Oh my god. Really? I didn't know that. It it as you said it was a it was a spark. It was and it's not like I had never you know lit incense before. I grew up with you know nag champa just in in my house all the time and my mom was very much that the hippie mom where you know she wore the flo flowy clothes and she, um, you know, would, <laughs> uh, I think she had dreadlocks a couple of times, you know, she just like loved to experiment. She loved to, you know, she made pottery. And, and so I, it's not like I came from a, a household that just banned everything. Um, but it was something that I never accepted myself until we started talking about it. And it was, such a game changer. I remember um, going back home and, and talking to my husband about it of just, oh my gosh, Paloma and I just had like this awesome conversation. And it's just, it got me so excited and it gave me so much energy. 
and this motivation. And that was the very, the very start of it, at least for me. Um, and that's what has led us to this point. And there's no turning back. There's no turning back. <clears throat> I kind of agree. That conversation was definitely a good turning point for me. Um, cause I kind of, so I moved, <laughs> so I moved from a non-disclosed location to another non-disclosed location. <laughs> I moved states. <laughs> I know that sounded a lot more mysterious. You're like, oh wait, I just moved states. <laughs> I just moved states. And when I was living, so I was living in New Mexico before. And I lived in... Not a mystery anymore. Not a I know. I ruined the mystery. I ruined <laughs> the mystery. Um, I lived in New Mexico before, and New Mexico is definitely, for a lot of people, kind of like a spiritual mecca in the U.S. I mean, I think there's a lot of states in the U.S. that have a lot of healing um, places or witchy or magical places, but I think New Mexico is specifically a very healing-oriented type of place. Which has its own issues with tourism, of course, but it really is a spiritual place. And when I was living there, because my, my family's from that area and the Southwest, I just, it forced me to really connect with that part of me. Um, and I felt so deep into it and not to um, like jump the gun, because I know we're going to be talking about this awesome book in later episodes called Women Who Run With Wolves. Great book. Um, a very witchy book and it kind of just talks about going into the desert and really like the desert of your psyche and learning about yourself but you kind of have to isolate yourself in order to do that maybe not in a literal sense but like to some sort of extent you kind of have to um, dig deep within yourself and if you're not ready to face that it can be really it yeah it just stays asleep so when I went to New Mexico, that was my awakening point. But then when I moved over here, I kind of just had to turn it off because I it was a big move and my lifestyle changed completely. And I was around family who were very religious. So I could not like I could not safely explore that part of myself anymore. Um, so I just kind of had to put it on the back burner. But that conversation that we had that night about witchiness and that was one of the first conversations that I've had with somebody who's interested in this sort of stuff in a long time. So I almost like had forgotten that that part of me was still there because when I moved here, I just had to shut it all off. So yeah, that conversation was really like transformative too. Yeah. yeah. That makes me happy to hear because yeah. I think this is the first time and everyone gets to to witness it. This is the first time that we've actually kind of let ourselves gush over that conversation. Yeah. And so that makes me happy. And while she was talking, I was just like all smiles. And it, yeah, it just, it makes me happy. It's that feeling of a, um, what's the saying? The, I keep on thinking about like soul sister, but it's like the, um, you, you find certain people in your life that, awaken certain things in you and want you to be better and challenge you and and open you up to completely different experiences and so that's I'm grateful for you because of that so I'm grateful for you Haley <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're being cute over here we're being so cute we're being so sweet and I love hearing about your what you learned in New Mexico and how I mean, and I, I've never been in New Mexico, so those that's definitely on my list of places that I need to be going. And definitely. because it's true, yeah, it's it's known to have a a magic to it. Um, I don't know if it's with you know with like Indian tribes or you know those kind of that heritage that culture that's very much in everyday life there, or I don't know who knows like the history of the world and there's certain hotspots that people are drawn to. So that could be a little bit of it. I mean, that was a huge conversation that I heard in New Mexico is that, yeah, there's a lot of rich history and a lot of rich culture that were very um, healing oriented and magical. But a lot of people would also talk about New Mexico being like a vortex or a portal point. So 
we'd have these conversations all the time where just the coordinates of New Mexico are very specific. And there are certain parts of the world that have these vortexes or just like really intense, energetic points. Like the one that people bring up all the time is Bermuda Triangle, you know, being a place where a lot of things go haywire. And I know it could be, you know, weather, that sort of stuff, like a a spot where the weather gets wacky. But there are also some places that just are prone to more supernatural or energetic high points too. And I think that's a huge um, motivation point for me to, I want to experience everything. I want to go, you know, people ask me, well, you know, if you could travel to any country, if you could go to any part of the world, what would it be? It's always so hard to answer that because I know there's so much out there. There's so much beauty. There's so much, yeah, as you said, just like these magic, these energy, these hotspots, and there's just so much to learn and so much to experience. And so that's definitely one of the things where I was at a um, a conference not too long ago where they were talking about those kind of hotspots. Really? Mm-hmm. I and think you mentioned something about it, but I didn't actually know what you guys like dove into. It, it was a lot. It was a lot because my my little baby witch self... I, a lot of it was going over my head. Um, I took as many notes as I possibly could, but it continues to be something that just rattles my brain. And I know there's just, again, so much to learn. And I mean, and again, that's another reason why we started this podcast, right? Was, oh my gosh, like, how can we like find the time, find like, how can we find the resources and and all the stuff to, to teach us all about it? And, you know, who do we need to be talking to? Who, what do we need to be, what kind of books do we need to be getting and where do we need to be traveling to? And it's just, it, it's such a vast, vast world and like the spiritual realm adds a whole nother level to it. And so yeah, it was <laughs> that conference definitely I left with a lot more questions than answers, but they're talking about there's a certain way that you go so we're um Stonehenge for example. Um you there's a certain way that you need to be walking in that space to activate that earth energy and how so many tourist groups and you know, tour guides and, and like kind of like the, the mass media side of things, they have, they've kind of taught people to go a certain way through these places, wow. but it's not the right way to be going through these places. Whoa. And I really can't go into more detail because I really don't know, but just that alone, just like that one sentence, it just, oh my gosh, it, it blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. I, I can't even... Like the times that I've been in Europe, the times that I've been in these amazing spaces to think, oh my gosh, was I not getting the most that I can from this space? Is there a whole nother energy that this space wants to offer that I wasn't able to take advantage of? So it just, it makes me want to go back and redo it because I want to learn how to appreciate that of those spaces, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. Um, I was kind of having this thought the other day maybe I was thinking about New Orleans actually yeah it was because I was watching these TikToks of like the history of vampires in New Orleans and (laughs) that sounds amazing I know I know well because I got when I was in New Orleans I bought that vampire book Mm -hmm. so that's something that I've been really wanting to do and that's always been like one of the mythologies that I've I've always been drawn to. And I know people talk about energetic vampires being like a really negative thing because it is parasitic in nature. Um, And I do definitely agree with that um, to some degree. But there's also, there's that polarity of each mythology creature, you know, like um, there's like, for for example, in Aztec mythology, um, the gods that we have the gods and goddesses there's one omateo which is the duality god and i could also be completely butchering this but i've also studied this for a bit too so it's like i'm not completely ignorant it checks out (laughs) right right (laughs) so 
Oh, Mateo. Oftentimes, like in Curanderismo, the apprenticeship that I was in, whenever we would finish ceremony or conversation, we would say, Oh, Mateo, which is kind of like, loosely is kind of like, peace be on to you, blessings on to you, um, blessed be, but it also means like divine balance. Um, and Omateo is is a one god, but it's also like two gods because it represents duality. So mm. it's like two gods, but it's one god. It's masculine and feminine. I love that. I love this so much. <laughs> Just keep talking about this for the rest of the time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um so yeah, so Omateo is both feminine and masculine, and it's like two gods into one. And um, it teaches us like the lesson of polarity. So all of these things, even when we look into astrology, each sign has its shadow side. It has both its good characteristics and its negative qualities too. So it's not like one sign is better than the others. You know, Scorpio is seen as a very dark and mysterious and it's associated with death. And um, so for a long time in I think it was like medieval astrology. The astrologers back in the day would associate malevolent and benevolent signs. So if you were, if you looked at your birth chart and you had a lot of Scorpio or Virgo or something, um, if you had a lot of certain signs that were deemed benevolent, they would treat you as such or they would see you as that. So it's like you have a lot of evil in you, Mm. you know? But if you, or... um, or a lot of malevolent signs, you'd be seen as evil. If you had a lot of benevolent signs, you'd be seen as like less prone to evil or possession or whatever. So they used to associate like certain signs as being like bad signs. Mm. And, um, but now as we've kind of evolved and we also understand their lens that they were looking through, which was a very like, you know, that mass hysteria that the medieval times in Europe were going through. I mean, the Salem witch trials. So Literally. I mean, exactly. that's for another day. No, but oh, so true. We don't even get that. us started. I know. <laughs> Literally, that is such a good point, Haley. <laughs> um, yeah, that like at the time they were kind of using, um, they just had their own bias. So they were kind of seeing signs that way too. Um, but in all truth, like everything has good and bad sides. There's not just one thing that's good, one thing's bad. So I see that the same way as like vampirism. Um, a lot of people see it as inherently an evil sign, but when we also look at the history of vampirism, um, oftentimes it's rooted in racism and misogyny. So hmm. no weird (laughs) yeah that never happens exactly exactly (laughs) so i was actually watching this video um on twilight the other day because i love twilight and i love watching i have to like rewatch it like at least once a year oh i need to live my best middle school self (laughs) no exactly exactly all the i i know yes That is also for another day. (laughs) I know. I know. And I was like, okay, so yes. So I was watching this video, this like um, YouTube essay on it of this girl kind of, I think saying like in defense of Edward Cullen, Mm. um, because oftentimes Twilight Edward is seen as like, like a possessive, you know, controlling um, boyfriend, but they kind of were talking about the history of the book and then start going into the history of vampirism in, in Eastern Europe. Often it was a way to describe, um, like Jews or, Mm. um, races that they didn't like. So Jews are always seen, and this is what fueled Nazism is that people saw Jews as like really, um, greedy people Mm. and having lots of money. And Mm. that's why the Germans, said like oh the jews are ruining our economy Mm -hmm. because they're taking all of our money Mm -hmm. um if we do not see that like same thing in america right now also but um eastern europeans felt the same way about jews too and so jews oftentimes were seen as vampires and you know rich like coming from really wealthy families old money sort of thing Mm -hmm. They're not like us. They're evil. That sort of thing. Because vampirism was seen as demonic. It was seen as like associated with the devil. Well, isn't that also the number one way to get um, 
large amounts of people to start believing a certain thing. So you, it's, it's really hard because, I mean, I'm going to bring this into the conversation, aliens, Mm -hmm. right? So like the way that it's almost kind of like a hiding in plain sight, but you, you start saying these things that it's, it's not reverse psychology. It's really just, yeah, you're messing with people's minds of creating this picture and this stereotype of, you know, even like to the point of making fun of the people who like, right. oh my gosh, you're into vampires. Oh my gosh, you're such a weirdo. Like, and that's again, another way to, to alienate and to, to make sure that like, whoever decided this status quo was, I, I, I don't know who started this, but it's a way it could have been religious. I don't know, but it's, um, yeah, it, it's very interesting how that just kind of start paying attention to those kind of things as you're going about in, in daily life of comments people are making or, or certain kind of articles of, okay, like, is there bias in this? And like, what, is this pure? Is this good intention? Or is this like trying to create an image of something yeah no exactly and it is it is all bias it is all sort of stories and we're always used as propaganda so mm-hmm. um when we look at the bible's mythologies and the, its stories now it's fueled these stories are fueled as propaganda for christian agendas in america especially today when the bible didn't necessarily say what they're trying to push but they twist the story mm-hmm. enough and it can fit their thing so vampirism was kind of the same way of how they just um demonized it and they saw it as like an impure sort of mm-hmm. demonic thing mm-hmm. um but to go back to vampirism <laughs> i got this book <laughs> um and yeah so it like New Orleans definitely fueled all of this. The conversations that we had fueled all of this. And mm-hmm. and I was kind of still study, st- trying to study and practice in secret. Because mm-hmm. um, when I moved over here, I moved in with my family. So it wasn't like I was just... I was living with my family who are very religious. So I had to hide all my books. I had to... Um, yeah, just hide them under my bed. I had to hide all of my tarot decks and decks that were worth so much money or super rare. Like I have some ones that have been given to me as gifts that um, are from the sixties and seventies that I haven't, I've yet to come across online anywhere Mm -hmm. else. And, um, and I, you know, Haley already knows this, but I Mm -hmm. also had another family member who just threw away a whole bunch of my books and um, things like that already. So I kind of was just really practicing in secret, but still trying to study and going to New Orleans and just feeling really at home. It just kind of gave me hope of, um, like, I don't, it doesn't have to be like this forever. Mm -hmm. Like you can find people who are really interested in this. And so Mm -hmm. we had these conversations and, um, we were talking about it and, and I don't know how we got to the podcast idea. It, oh, honestly, it's, we've done plenty of brunch excursions and, you know, we'll go and take our yoga classes and we'll, you know, do all these kind of things. And, you know, when the drinks start flowing, um, so true. <laughs> it's, I mean, Hey, those are where the best ideas come from. Right. Um, but no, it was, it's, I mean, and what you guys are, are hearing, this is how our conversations go. This just, I mean, even my husband said that he's like, I know you and Paloma, you guys can talk. And we can talk. Yeah. We so he's talk. like asking us, how long do you want these episodes to be? We're like, mm, whoa. Like three hours. <laughs> they, yeah. they can go on yeah. a while. Um, we won't do that to you, but um, it's something that I kind of had like an out-of-body experience where we're talking I think it was the day we were grabbing barbecue. We're talking, we're talking about just life struggles and we're talking about, you know, just decisions that we need to make and, you know, what's good for ourselves and, you know, all this stuff. But eventually I just started thinking, oh my gosh, I feel like if anybody else were to hear our conversations, I wonder if that would also help them. That's so right. Yeah. 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 It's a great point. How, I mean, because it's happened, I mean, at least one or two times where, a coworker of ours or somebody else like overhears something that we say and 
you know, sometimes you just need to hear somebody else say it and then it resonates with you and it changes, it changes things. And, and so I was just like, Paloma, we need to share this. Like we need to take our conversations and all the knowledge that you have and, you know, my input as I'm going through this journey as well. And like, how can we create something that is approachable non-judgmental to the best of our abilities um, and really like go on this journey, continue to learn, to, to uh, continue to grow and, and adapt and, um, you know, yeah, learn about new things. And how can we also invite people along that journey as well? Because sometimes it's such, I mean, and you can touch a little bit more on this, but as soon as you start dipping your toes in, it's almost like you just get shoved in. No, truly. And also it becomes addicted, like addictive because so much of your life, you're just kind of seeing things of things just happen to you and you just kind of take it as like, like if something bad happens, you're like, okay, well, I guess this is just how things go. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of always just thrown into life and mm-hmm. just be just saying to yourself, I guess this is just how it goes. Yeah. But when you start to study magic and metaphysics, it kind of gives you that like childlike wonder again Mm -hmm. about the world Mm -hmm. of, wow, this isn't just a tree. This is a being. This is a a spirit that has thoughts Mm -hmm. and wisdom to share. And it has, it's art. There's so many layers. And so I think that's the thing about why I even got into witchiness and spirituality is just being a creative person or a very, like I was a scene kid. You know, and and being just kind were of... Were we all? Yes, yeah. were we all? <laughs> yes. Just being kind of... I think I got of, rid of those pictures. I don't think there's any evidence. Oh, so. you lucky duck. Sometimes I'll Google myself and I'll find stuff from MySpace. MySpace! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It, no, I looked so ridiculous. But it, that was just part of it. And just like being a very um, expressive person... I think it just makes total sense the pipeline of getting into magic and spirituality because art in and of itself, I think, is such a witchy type of thing because it's all about hidden meanings, mm-hmm. symbolism, um, the the color associations. Mm-hmm. It's all about all these different things, which is essentially magic. Um, and so when you see things as art, you also kind of see the magic in it, I mm-hmm. think. And... I studied art history in, in college because I wouldn't consider myself an artist, but I love learning about it. And I love being able to, yeah, the symbolism and the Italian Baroque Renaissance times. That's definitely my, um, that's, that's, that's my jam. Um, there's so much, I mean, yes, it's all religious, which that's again for another time. Um, but it's, I just think there's just so many layers to everything of, you know, I'm, I'm currently looking over at all the herbs and all the plants that I have, right. Where, you know, if I have something like mint or something like lemon balm or even catnip, where as soon as you start kind of cracking that open, oh my gosh, so many things to learn. It's not just, it's, I mean, the way that something tastes or the, you know, the, the things that come from, you know, after you ingest it or the way that it grows or the time of year it grows. Like there's so much to unpack there. And again, going back to this, like there's just so much beauty that, yeah, you could walk, be walking down the street and you can choose to focus on some things or you can choose to maybe look down and kind of see like what's growing around you and kind of start just, I don't know, appreciating it a little bit more because maybe if we all appreciate things just a little bit more in our daily lives, I think we would all be better people and we would all be better off for it. In I, my opinion. I No, I think you're right. In my opinion. I, in my opinion. And I, in my opinion, I agree. <laughs> okay, well, good. <laughs> yes. I think it's true. I mean, like when you really are present and that's so much of everybody's spiritual journeys that I hear, especially these days is so much about shadow work Mm -hmm. and just unpacking yourself. And I think when you do unpack yourself, um, you do end up being a better person and you do end up being better for the planet and the home that you share billions of people with. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's the other thing too, is I've noticed this, that when people have lost their magic, 
they're miserable people mm. and they're miserable miserable to be around mm. like even where we worked we have so many people who are very like broy and just very um just typical sort of lifestyle that you see um and they're it's work- almost like they didn't get joy from anything in life yeah you just exactly. you can see those that like you feel that and you can plainly see it when you come across those people. It's true. And and they were always like around each other. So imagine that energy gets really stale too. Just gets amplified. Oh, yeah. 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 And so it was like a lot of their magic had been lost and it felt like going into that job all the time, especially the fact that this job didn't really have windows. So it just kind of felt like a prison cell at times or like, you know. That's how yeah. I feel when I'm in Vegas. In those casinos, exactly. you don't know what time it is. Yes. You don't know and that's how many days have passed. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's obviously how they want it to be. Mm-hmm. That's like, um, did you ever watch Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief? Maybe. We need to watch it. Okay. Another, it's all about like the Greek gods. Is it like my home? Oh, it's going to be my homework. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. It's so good. It's homework so for good. everyone else listening too. Yeah. So we're all on yeah. the same page. <laughs> you better watch it. And that's the thing is Disney, because Disney... Um, it's a Disney movie, mm-hmm. um, but it's not animated. It's live action. Mm-hmm. Um, this It was based off of this book series um, on the Greek gods. But that's the thing is I've noticed that Disney, it's all about tapping into your magic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the movies are about, you know, mythological creatures and um, stories that are from, you know, Brothers Grimm mm-hmm. or the, like Hercules being mm-hmm. about the Greek gods mm-hmm. and um, you know, Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. It, so Disney, there is a lot. <laughs> I always felt like Disney, and this is going to get weird conspiracy for a second. Oh, no. But I know, I know it's going to get wild. But I always felt I'm here like my dad was extremely religious and he always said that movies and TV show and pop culture was always linked of hidden meanings. Everything that we watch is all hidden meanings. Um, and it, in his religious sort of bias, he said that it was all evil, mm. you know. But as I went on my magical journey, you learn this phrase, as above, so below. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what it meant for the longest time. And people would say it all the time. And I just didn't understand what they meant. I was like, as above, so below. Sure, whatever. <laughs> but I realized that this isn't the only example but this is how I started to understand what it meant is in movies, oftentimes they are sharing morals and stories that teach us something about ourselves. And that's what storytelling is. That's what art is. That's what music is. Poetry, dance is it's all supposed to relate us back to ourselves and show us something about ourselves that we didn't think about mm-hmm. before. Um, so I always felt like with Disney movies and all these magical themes and undertones that it was kind of like codes Mm. for you to learn about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's just what storytelling is, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, it just, Disney has all these different like hidden meanings Mm -hmm. behind it and not, and that's what I mean. Conspiracy theories. Like everybody always thinks that Disney is like (laughs) evil or whatever. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. And I'm saying is that like the stories that Disney movies are telling us shows Mm -hmm. us a lot about ourselves. Like there's always that, um, quote from Halloween town movies where is it bad that I haven't watched that one either? Oh, we need to watch. I know. It's okay. I'll add that to the homework list. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a good one. I swear. And it's like, there, so in the and home, I'll throw it out there. I haven't watched Hocus Pocus. I know. <gasps> I know. I know. I know. So what I'm hearing is, is we need to have a movie marathon I know. and take notes. It's, um, I mean, it's perfect time of the year to do that. So it, sure it only is. took me this many years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we could take notes on it. Okay. Yeah. All Just right. like things that popped out to us. Cause there's. Stay tuned, everyone. We're going to have a Hocus Pocus episode. Yeah, please, please come back for more. <laughs> um, there, so in Halloween Town, basically the main character, Marnie, finds out that she's a witch when she thought she was human her whole life, mm. which is like such a good plot for young women. If that's not a metaphor, I don't know right? what it is. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so she finds out that she's a witch and there's this town called Halloween Town that is like in its own parallel universe kind of to our universe, mm. but you have to use a special portal to get there. Mm. 
So she goes there and her grandmother's from there and her grandma's like this really famous witch from that town. And all like her and her sister and her brother are finding their magic powers because they decide to follow along with her. And her grandma says that um, while they're trying to develop their magical powers, she says something along the lines of magic is wanting something really bad and then letting yourself have it. Mm. And like allowing yourself to have that thing mm. that you really want. And so I always took that as like, yeah, I know it's just a movie and everything, but that's <laughs> like life truth right there. Mm -hmm. That is the moral of the lesson. And so with magic, and I know for me, when I was starting my magical journey and doing spells and trying it out and trying to learn spells, potions, rituals, how do you make it work? You know, like you do a candle spell and you're like, okay, is this really going to work? Mm -hmm. And then I would always think of that quote of like magic is wanting something really bad and then just letting yourself have it. Mm -hmm. And there's this book from something Miller. He, he has this book called like the essentials of spell casting. Mm -hmm. Jason Miller, I think his name is. And we'll find it and we'll put a link um, yeah. information about it in the little bio for the episode. Yes. Just in case just if in anyone case. wants to you know, yeah. do some reading. <laughs> it is a good book and it definitely um, kind of helped me. And, and he's an interesting author too. He specializes in ceremonial magic. So I don't know if like when we went to that candle class, that plant mm -hmm. and how he was talking mm -hmm. about ceremonial magic and Oftentimes it's kind of demanding a spirit to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So just keeping that in mind that that's mm -hmm. his background that he comes from, but his magic does work. And he kind of talks about how, why some magic doesn't work. Like, let's say you cast a spell to get more money and it didn't do anything. Um, and oftentimes, so th I think the way that he put it was magic energy goes where it flows mm. And kind of seeing it as a stream of if you have like a like things blocking your river mm -hmm. stream and the stream being the magic coming into your life, if you have blockages there, then it's going to make it really hard for it to go through mm -hmm. um, for that water to hit down. But if you like don't have any blockages, well, then that water can easily flow in there mm -hmm. and make that path for you. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to like get rid of anything that would resist it. So let's say your magic, your money spell didn't work or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, what are your spending habits like? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? It's not just calling in magic and expecting a hundred dollars to fly into your mm -hmm. hands. You also have to be doing things where it makes it easier for you to make money mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And so some people would be like, well, what's the point of even doing magic? Well, it's like the, the magic will work and you'll get a lot more money than expected, mm -hmm. but you also have to make it easier for the money yeah. to get you to You can't life. just expect anything to just happen you have to work towards it and yeah. i mean and, and that's another way that makes it so relatable to everything else in life you work for what you want and it's it also kind of goes into that manifestation right where you need to believe you need to just allow it to happen you need to allow it to wash over you you know changing that mindset changing patterns that you have um, you can't be, yeah, like you can't just expect the universe to, to give you all the things if, I mean, in a way the universe kind of dictates like what you're worthy of, right. And what you deserve, where if you have bad intentions with this extra money, probably not going to get that money. Or if you are trying to do, I mean, in that class that we took, the, uh, love love spell if you were going to be using this to entrap somebody and try to force them to be with you and if it's not natural like if the energy flow isn't there if the universe isn't aligned it's not gonna happen that is so true yeah. it's just not gonna happen and I think a lot of people I've seen a lot of women <laughs> And when I was, so I used to do tarot reading for the listeners. I'd have a lot of people that would come in about love readings, about their ex or their current partner who just treats them like absolute garbage um, and broke up with them. And they always want to know, like, are they going to get back together with me? Blah, blah, blah. 
And you just know it's never going to happen. But then you hear them trying to do love spells, trying to do all these things. And, you know, like, I think we've, everybody in this universe has experienced some sort of heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Like we just, or at least on this planet, like we know what heartbreak looks like, even if it's Mm -hmm. not romantic heartbreak. And it's just oftentimes that heartbreak comes from loss and death. And when we try to outrun death, it never works. Mm -hmm. And so some things like love spells, yeah, energy flows where it goes, where it can go. But let's say it's dead. There Mm -hmm. is no energy. Mm -hmm. You can't even call in the energy because this Mm -hmm. vessel, this, it's just a dead channel. So we just, sometimes we have to like accept death too. Yep. And you'll be better for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's all about respect and having good intentions. And it's, how do I say it? If you respect the environment that you're in, you you respect, you know, Mother Earth, Mother Nature, you respect even the people that have wronged you. It's almost in a way it frees you up to accept new energy, better energy. You're taking it off of yourself. So like somebody who does go through that breakup, if they need to just you respect the other individual in that in that moment of time. Yes, you let yourself grieve. You let yourself feel those feelings. But at the end of the day, it's okay. How can you just stay in tune with what the universe wants for you? And yeah, there's, you know, if, if you're a religious person, you know, what does God want for you? What does, you know, um, you know, whatever your belief may, may entail, it's believing in this, this higher power, this higher energy, you know, um, how can we just be more aligned with that? And that's what we're all striving to do. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. And also like to go with, you know, this is harping on the topic of sort of the more intense spell work too of, Because love spells can be really, they can get dark really quickly. Mm. And and dark not being a bad thing necessarily, but just like it can, if somebody's ego is not in check or if somebody is really trying to run away from themselves and their problems, doing love work can really just continue to eat away at your soul because Mm. it's not like you're actually fixing the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, like, um, I see I feel like we see this in movies all the time too of imagery of um zombies where it's like they're back to life but they're not really alive. Yeah. yeah. If someone I love and care about were to pass away but then were to come back as a zombie, I feel like that's the exact same thing where yeah. they're not actually who they were. Yeah. Their their soul, their spirit has left. And when you try to manipulate and play with that energy and the, the spirits and like all that stuff, what you get, I mean, and this comes up in a lot of movies, right? You bring people back to life. You are in a way kind of robbing them of Yeah, their of peace. Yeah. yeah. And then you start realizing, oh my gosh, this is not the same person that I fell in love with or that I cared about because their energy is gone. Yeah. You can't really do much about that. And it's just, it's not going to be good for anybody involved. I I agree. And, you know, I definitely have done some work in the past towards justice. And it's kind of like what that guy was talking about in the, the class too, of just, you know, if, if there's abusive partners, there is a sort of moral crossroads that you meet yourself with of, do I forgive them and move on or do I seek justice and, um, yeah, because that is quite the crossroads when somebody does something wrong to you, you know, like abuses you, let's say you're in a relationship or whatnot. Um, I think that's something that a judgment call that everybody's going to have to do for themselves, because the reality is, is that there are some people who don't deserve your forgiveness, don't deserve your grace because they are just bad people and that's something that I really had to make terms with especially when you deal with a lot of trauma 
you know, like let's say you had a really bad upbringing, a common trait that you develop, and I noticed this in myself, is that when something, when somebody does something bad to me, I give them so much compassion and benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. And it's because it's like with family, you really want to believe that they didn't want to hurt you. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they really actually did because some people are just that bad, even mm-hmm. if they are your parents. Yeah. And that's a hard yeah. pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. 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 So when it comes to, you know, revenge mm-hmm. really work, do you, do you find peace and say, you know, I know somewhere deep down in them, they're either a good person. And if that's the case, I hope they find that. Mm-hmm. Or... I know somewhere deep down in them, they're still just an awful person Mm because some people are just born that way. Um, And if that's the case, I'm just going to send them away, but just keep them away from me. Mm -hmm. Um, Or do you seek justice? Because I think, you know, some women do have every right to like with abusive partners to, Mm -hmm. to, to give them what they deserve. You've watched that movie with Jennifer Lopez, right? Which one? It's called Enough. No. There you go. There's your homework okay. for today. <laughs> um, exactly what you're what you're describing: an abusive relationship, and learning that. I mean, she took it too. I mean, who? It's it's almost kind of like you have kind of like those dreams about it of like this is what it would look like if I were to stand up for myself and I were to, you know, train and be prepared for actually physically coming to terms with your abuser um but there's just so much woman power in that and it's it's a it's a tough story but it's also really powerful to to watch so that's exactly what came to mind when you said that where it's very very justice driven and sometimes yeah you kind of had to deal with it and other times yes you can walk away and you can just be better for that but you know yeah hey Yeah. And it's just like, it's just circumstantial because yeah, there are situations where we really do need the justice and we really do need somebody to be stopped because, you know, with like serial abusers, you know, you may have broken up with the person, but doesn't mean that they're not going to abuse the next person. So Mm -hmm. in those cases, I think I totally understand. And I also know that Unfortunately, our justice system is really broken. So I totally understand why people want Mm -hmm. to seek out spiritual justice Mm -hmm. um, and energetic justice. So everybody just kind of has to learn their own ethics. And that's a huge thing about magic, too, is just kind of figuring out where are your ethics. Yep. Um, Because some people are more willing to do other things than others. Like I've seen witches that kind of take the hands off approach where they're like, if you give me my payment, you know, whether it's money or whatever, you give me how much I charge, I'll do whatever you need. Mm. Um, and they can go to bed at night and be fine with whatever happens. Mm. And, and that's fine for mm. them. Um, cause I've seen some, some magical practitioners who do have a hands off approach, but their sort of cosmology belief is that it was going to kind of happen either way and just kind of letting go of that control of, you know, some people are trying to use me to seek revenge or whatever, but knowing that energy, again, energy goes where it flows or it's Mm -hmm. like, I could cast a spell, but maybe it's not going to happen because the universe just doesn't want that to happen. Yep. So, or if they don't end up like, if you're not going to do what they want, they're going to continue yeah. looking for that. And that's also like uh, ethically, how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah. That's something that if, if anyone finds themselves in a public facing or client facing kind of interaction, it, you have to kind of think about that beforehand. How much are you willing to do? Um, what kind of, yeah. What kind of interactions are you willing to, to engage in? Because that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. It's just like, are you going to feel okay if you do this for this person, knowing that their intentions aren't super great? And, you know, the, the guy who was, um, teaching us that, uh, doing that candle class, he told us, nope, I will never touch that. I do not want to be responsible. I do not want to put that in my karma wheelhouse. I do not. Yeah. It's just something that, Hey, 
we are all different and um, it's, I guess I can completely understand if someone does decide to do it because they're like, hey, you know, it's in the world and, you know, it's if you can kind of detach yourself from that. Whereas I'm over here just like, I don't want that coming to haunt me later. <laughs> I really don't um, because I very much believe in karma and I, I just... I can kind of clean my hands from it. I can just kind of like, all right, nope, we're, we're good. I wish you all the best, but do not want to let that come into, to my space and my, um, you know, my, even my energy kind of sphere realm. Like I don't, I don't need that. Just ooh, take that somewhere else. Yeah, give it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing about like boundary too. Mm-hmm. That's like such a spiritual practice too Mm -hmm. is like boundary setting yep and it's like an energetic practice really yep because yeah there's that's one thing that I'm kind of learning now too is just the fact of just even setting boundaries with people where you can label it as spiritual or not we're just kind of noticing that some people in your life may not have good intentions yep like even going back to that job that we worked at you know there's a lot of just rancid energy and it's and it's like a a disease or like a like a cold that you can catch and it's super easy to catch that um so even just setting boundaries and Mm. and telling people no is a magical practice in and of itself and some people do just have to like with that that guy at that class you just have to say no Mm -hmm. maybe he won't face spiritual consequences if he were to do it but still it's like you're kind of you're kind of putting yourself in a universe or attracting a type of energy that says that this work is okay mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. So then if it happens to you, I don't know, it just kind of feels like you're attracting that type of problem in your life. That's why when growing up, I mean, still to this day, I don't do well with scary movies and me okay, neither. Okay, I good. hate scary movies because it's, and I, I, my parents taught me this, um, and I very much believe it. As soon as you open up those doors, you can't shut them. That's exactly yeah. like the same sort of phrasing my dad would say. And of mm-hmm. course, again, it had the religious framework around yeah. it. But I mean, I grew up very religious. So yeah. yeah, it makes sense. No, exactly. No. Okay. That totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Cause he would just say like, he would say again that TVs are portals and mm. it totally makes sense. Cause that's what people say about mirrors too. Mm-hmm. Like in mirror work. Um, they say that mirrors are a portal and TVs are a portal because they're reflective, but they can also show a story as well. Mm -hmm. So my dad, and he didn't say that, but that's what I kind of developed over the years. But what my dad would say is that TVs are portals, Mm -hmm. movies, television are portals, and whatever you put on there, you're going to kind of manifest into your life Mm -hmm. and open that door, open that portal into your life. So I would, I already had a fear of movies, like scary movies, <laughs> but after he said that, I was just like, I do not want to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's definitely people who love scary movies yeah. and they love being able to feel that, that different side of them. But for me, I am very much just, I want to feel good. I don't want to have images in my brain that shouldn't be there. I, I just, and I want to put good out into the world and so, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different kind of witches out there. Right. And I think throughout this journey that we find ourselves on is we are figuring out on a daily basis, just like, OK, what kind of witch do I want to be? What kind of, you know, energy do I want to be in? What kind of um, universe do I want to be, you know, helping create? And and I mean, going back to intentions with this podcast, that's exactly what we're doing right we are trying to start this conversation but then we also want to to engage and to learn and to um be introduced to to different viewpoints different um life experiences different practices um because i will never be able to confidently say that i have all the answers i will never have all the answers i will never have all the information I, there are billions of people on this world and we all have our own perspective and our own kind of rituals that we do on a daily basis. And so, yeah, that just brings us back to why we're doing this. And 
why we're going to stay curious, right? Well, it's really, you know, you like how I did that, where I kind of put like... I loved that. It's how we keep our spiritual curiosity. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, that's exactly, that's how we're living life. We're always going to be curious. And yeah. Yeah. I think you like really tied that bow nicely. It was was nice. It was really, yeah, it worked out. It really did. And I think it's so true that like, we're just staying curious. We're on this journey. We're all kind of on our separate journeys. So our sort of path that we're taking and things Mm -hmm. that we're learning is going to look very different Mm -hmm. than the next two people who are on this. And, um, we're all coming in it with different, um, things that we're trying to get out of it, Mm -hmm. I guess. Like we're all trying to learn different parts of ourselves and, um, I think going also back to this, like spiritual curiosity, we're actively trying to learn. So this mm-hmm. is part of this podcast is that mm-hmm. we're going to talk to you about what we're learning. If mm-hmm. you want to learn too on your journey or have somewhere to start, if you're just starting on your journey, um, because I've been on all the forums when I like. I just feel like it's such a rite of passage. And we Mm -hmm. talked about this before, (laughs) that it's such a rite of passage to be so overwhelmed because there's so much like like Mm -hmm. information, so many things out there that you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people who are kind of talking to you about it, they are the experts in that thing. So they just kind of talk because they already know everything, but they don't know that you don't know Mm -hmm. yet. So they're speaking with language of knowing these things, but if you haven't developed that language yet, then you're kind of floundering yep. out there. Yep. So we're like, neither one of us are really experts in any of this. Like we're just kind of <laughs> figuring it out and we're starting this journey. I'm starting up my journey again. And yeah. It's almost like you get like a, like a, to like revamp it in a way yeah. where it's what does this journey look like in this new state that you're in totally. in this new point in your life whereas here I'm I'm just getting started and it's so exciting and that's why it's just so the word exciting keeps on on coming to mind because that's exactly what it is is we are just we're so excited um to share it with everybody and to kind of just start I see it as just like a long conversation where we are I mean we're physically on the couch right now we We are are having a conversation um just in mics and recording it and we're you know putting out into the into the public but we want to continue having this conversation we want to have feedback we want to be um you know introduced to whole new things and we have an amazing I mean at least the next handful of episodes is something that we're really, really, really passionate about. Um, but we really do, we want any kind of feedback that, um, that you can provide that, um, if you, if we said something during this podcast that, you know, just maybe didn't sit right with you, or if there's a whole nother perspective or something that we, we didn't get right, um, definitely let us know because as Paloma said, we are not perfect. We don't know everything. Um, and so just, I guess, give us grace, but please, but you know, Hey, be nice, you know, be nice. (laughs) Yeah. But also at the end of the day, we're all here just we're living life. We're learning, we're doing our research and development and we want to share it with you and we hope that you share it with us. So that being said, that being said, anything else you want to end with? No, I think you said it. Perfect. What was the saying that you got from New Mexico? Land of enchantment or land of manana? No, or which the one? the saying that they would say at the oh omoteo. Yeah, I think oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is nice. Yeah, <laughs> omoteo, <laughs> omoteo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Omoteo. Yeah. That exactly. sounds that sounds good. Yeah, it's a really nice word. I yeah. like the. The mouth feel of it too. Like it sounds really peaceful too when you say like oh Mateo. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope that you have a good rest of your day. Um, yeah, let us know if you have any thoughts on this. We're all just kind of learning and also just our opinions are subject to change. Mm-hmm. Cause I also know when I first started my journey, I was just coming out of a religious household. So some of the beliefs that I held 
back then are not beliefs that I hold now. I was scared of, I thought I was going to hell when mm. I first like started this. I think I've been actually told that. Yeah. At least one or two times. Yeah, at least a couple times. From a family member, but you know, oh, it's okay. Gosh. For another day. <laughs> well, that sucks. It's all right. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. You're here. I'm here and I'm better for it. Yeah. <laughs> and for what it's worth, I don't think you're going to hell. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, stay curious. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Spiritual Curiosity Podcast. Next episode, we begin our multi-part series discussing the book Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths and Stories of the Wild Women Archetype, written by the fabulous Clarissa Pinkola Estes. If you want to catch more of us, we have an Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok with the same handle of the Spiritual Curiosity Pod if you want to see more of us. And in the meantime... Stay Stay curious. curious.